The Grain Knocker Podcast is an entertainment and educational podcast to help make you a better builder. We do have company guests and professional peers that do not pay to be on the show. So I encourage you to do your homework before you do your next build or buy your next product. And this is a shop style podcast. So even though we like to think of ourselves as a family friendly podcast, listener discretion is advised. Another episode of Grain Knockers is coming right now. This is Nate with Built by Nate and Brian Wavra with Acme Tools. And we are Grain Knocker Nation. Uh, If you don't have the Rap Airborne app, you've got to get it. All right. All right, Great Knocker Nation, welcome to another episode of Season 3 right here at Great Knockers. Cool show today. We have uh, Built by Nate in the house as well as Brian from Acme Tools. We're going to touch a little bit about trusting, buying tools online, in person, brick and mortar. We're going to touch on it all, buying tools in general. Uh, two guys that really opened my eyes in the beginning of my Instagram tools slash business journey to uh, everything there is about tools and how we acquire them. Brian and Nate are also going to do our featured maker and our product spotlight today. So that's going to be super cool. If you're not subscribed to Grain Knockers, please do so. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. It really helps out a lot if you subscribe. That way you get notified for any future or freshly posted episodes. Right now, Brian. Ryan and Nate, welcome to Grain Knockers. Hey, Bill. Bill, what's up? Thanks for having me. All right, guys. So you guys are going to step it up today. You're going to put your own little flavor on Featured Maker and Product Spotlight. How about first we'll go to Brian uh, from Acme Tools. He's going to do today's Product Spotlight. All right. Thanks, Bill. Today's Product Spotlight is the Supermax Tools 1938 Drum Sander Time Saver, which a lot of you guys are calling it. A great shop machine for small shops. Uh, runs off 110 volt. Um, auto feeds your sanding, push everything through. And it'll do uh, 19 inches wide material on single pass or flip your material over and, and run up to a 38 inch. Uh, currently on sale with Acme Tools for 1349. Wow, Brian, that was a great job. And that's today's product spotlight. Good job, buddy. All right, Nate, you're up next. You got to top that. Let's bring it, Nate Dog. Today's featured maker brought to you by Built by Nate. All right, here we go. Thank you, Bill. So my featured maker is Daryl Jones of Dreadnought Woodshop. So Daryl is local to Florida to me, and uh, he has actually helped me a ton with my turning journey, my wood turning journey. So he's come to my shop. I've been to his shop, and he actually teaches turning classes. So he's a great teacher, really skilled at wood turning, all sorts of variations and styles. But he's helped me with what tools to buy, which some I've bought from Acme, but he's helped me with technique when I would get hung up and mess stuff up and couldn't get past it. He's come to the shop literally hands-on, helped me change my hand position and learn uh, how to turn. So he's uh, And he makes awesome stuff. So he's got a YouTube and an uh, Instagram page. So Dreadnought Woodshop. Daryl, he's an awesome follow. Awesome. That's today's... Featured Maker brought to you by Built by Nate. Great job, fellas. All right, so today let's dive into it. We're talking about tools. We're talking about buying tools, acquiring tools, how we do it, what do we feel comfortable doing, how we feel comfortable doing it. And uh, I thought it was important to bring in uh, Brian from Acme because they have played an integral role into me bringing tools into my shop, as well as Nate, because uh, Nate, 
you were one of the first persons on Instagram where I saw you getting what you called the box stainer, and I think Acme um, rightfully exploited and uh, took onto themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nate, you kept getting boxes in the mail, boxes in the mail, and I saw your kiddish face and smile every time there was a box on your doorstep, and I wanted that for me too. So uh, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, a little bit about Acme just before we dive into it. Acme is a pretty big online presence for tools. I'm going to read something from their website right now about us on their page. It says Acme Tools founded by George Coleman in 1948 as a small electronic motors repair shop in downtown Grand Folks, North Dakota. The business was named Acme because it represented the highest level of degree attainable, the peak of perfection. The core values back then were simple. Offer customers the highest quality product at the competitive prices, backed by superior professional service and support. Now, two generations and 70 years later, this family-owned business has grown to become a major retailer of tools and equipment. Brian, is there anything else we need to know about Acme besides that? That's pretty much a nutshell. I mean, we, we look at it as it is still family-owned. We've got 500, just under 500 employees, and we look at every decision we make is is going to impact all 500 people or 500 families. So um, we, uh, we we tend to take our time and try to make the right decision on everything we do. Now, Acme does have brick-and-mortar locations, but it's more upper Midwest. How many brick-and-mortar locations do you guys have? Yeah, we've got 10 uh, locations. We've got uh, five in North Dakota, three in Minnesota, and two in Iowa. Oh, very so, cool. And then when did you guys start um, hitting the online market? Pretty much when everyone else in the world did? Well, we were actually the first tool store online. One of the first tool stores online. This was back in 1999. That uh, website and um, and then it was actually part of a mail order catalog uh, was real successful. Um, uh, Jeff Bezos came and approached Acme and uh, ended up having Amazon buying that division of the company from um, the the Coleman family. Uh, we signed a 10-year non-compete. And then 10 years after, um, I think it was um, 10 years after that, it was almost to the date, but it was about 10 years and two months we, we fired up the website that we're running on right now. Very cool. So we, we, we uh, unfortunately, we gave Amazon a 10-year head start in the tool business, but um, the... Uh, um, we do a better job at it than they do anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Brian, how long have you been an employee at Acme? Um, I'm just over 22 years. Okay, I know that, but I just wanted to let everyone yeah, else know. So, Brian is uh, <laughs> uh, well-informed about Acme. Can I put you on the spot right now and just ask you? Or there's multiple answers. You only need to guess one. Are you down for just a random uh, question about Acme, a little test your knowledge? Sure. Okay, in 1995, three major things happened at Acme. Name one. Uh, they placed an ad in a, in a woodworking magazine for a Delta planer for a rebate. <laughs> Is that right? No, that, that's not what I have, but we're going to check our sources nope. right now. It seems <laughs> to be... I'm very confident about that. I'm going to go with a yes. It seems hey, to be that answer, you're correct. You got to sound confident, right? Um, All right, the things that I had was Duluth store opens. All right. Uh, rentals begin at Grand Forks location and distribution, distribution fulfillment, fulfillment center. Fulfillment center opened up. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> you taught me something on that one. I thought I was going to get you, but you got me. All right. 
Actually, right. I was trying to think if uh, it was actually back in like '85 uh, when uh, with that ad. That's what got <laughs> got started was a Delta ad. Um, there we go. They, they put a like a quarter page ad in a woodworking magazine. Sold I don't know a couple thousand Delta planers. So it's kind of funny. Nice. So Nate Acme Tools. Yep. It's uh, not close to Florida. How did you stumble upon it? What makes you keep going back? What, what's the relationship with Acme? How did it all start? Uh, good question. So, yeah, no Acme tools down here in Florida. Uh, not even close. Um, I learned about Acme through Instagram, through other guys posting and showing tools. And I had no idea who they were. I didn't know any of the history that, that uh, Brian talked about with their previous you know, online um, success. Uh, and then I would see guys ordering from Acme, so I went and checked their site out. <clears throat> their prices were good, competitive. I mean, I was just buying in local big box stores. So down here in Florida, we don't have an Acme-esque type store at all. We have no mate, like dedicated tool stores. All we have are a few little mom and pop specialty stores and then like the Lowe's, the Home Depot's, like that's it. So I was buying all my stuff from the big box guys. And then I saw Acme. Some of their competitive pricing, you know, the bundles they'll do with different tools. So I started when I needed a tool. I started buying a tool when it, one of those sales or deals would come up, take advantage of a coupon code or a discount or whatever they were doing. And that's how I saw and learned about them. And then I don't even know how the relationship, you know, where I got to know Brian and their team. I don't even know how that actually started. But, uh, uh, yeah, so that's, I mean, I just learned about it like any other anybody else would through Instagram and seeing people post and buy and seeing the boxes show up. And then I, out of the, out of the blue one day, I did the box stainer video. It was late at night <laughs> in my shop. I threw the camera up. Like I had no script. I just did this box stainer video and it, it, uh, it actually turned out pretty, uh, pretty funny. And now, now there's what I think is awesome about Acme is I'm just a dude in my garage. Like anybody else, there's a box stainer gif on Instagram now like how cool is that <laughs> goofing off and you know and and the relationship that we built so yeah that's how i learned about them, just like everybody else man and then what i learned was they're competitive on pricing the customer service is by far better than like anywhere else that i can go around here most definitely better than a bo big box store um their their prices they match the same deals as big box I, I tell guys that all the time on instagram they don't know that so acme will match you know big box deals so um you know to me unless i have to have a tool today i order it from acme and uh have it shipped and wait a couple of days and then it's here yeah the shipping part of it i found kind of surprising because it's it's fast it i don't know how their fulfillment center works but brian that's one aspect of acme that i was kind of worried about just buying an online in general but with acme it seems like i place the order and you know i'm in chicago i'm not that close but two days later it shows up uh, the warehouse does a great job with that i mean they take uh, pride in uh, their shipping they they look at it as any order that we receive before noon central um, goes out that day. I mean, as long as it's a business day, of course, you know. Uh, we do have uh, warehouse staff now working Saturdays and Sundays. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's a challenge to keep everything up and running right now just with the sheer number of orders that we're getting because of the virus that's going on. But, 
the business has changed a little bit, but um, yeah, the, the, the people in the warehouse uh, take a lot of pride in that, and uh, um, they do a great job. I mean, those are the people that you really don't ever hear about. I mean, you're going to hear about our sales staff, you're going to hear about the website and everything else, but it's the, the guys and the gals in the warehouse. They're, they're, um, we'll go in there and work at Christmas time, and um, and work alongside of it, and they're running circles around us, and and um, they do an amazing job on, on getting those orders out. Yeah, I can tell you that in the last two years, ever since you know Nate kind of exposed me to Acme and the benefits of buying online, that um, I've ordered a lot of stuff through you guys, and um, I think anytime like nowadays on Instagram, when you post a company or a product, instantly people think or assume uh, that, oh, well, Acme is sending you stuff. No, that's not happening. Like, I'm buying all my stuff. You can ask Brian for the receipts. Like, I have them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but one one of the cool things was with the delivery stuff is that with the amount of stuff that I have ordered through you guys, not one thing has been wrong for me. And I know things happen, okay? This is, but that speaks volumes to me, like that I don't have to go through another couple days or week to send it back and then get it something else. Um, so, you know, if you're worried about that, for me, my experience with Acme has been really, really good. Same, same for me, Bill. And I've ordered, same, tons, tons of stuff over the last couple of years. The only time something was ever wrong is it was a Festool pad, and it was because I gave them the wrong model. That, <laughs> that, that was my fault. So <laughs> not them. They sent me the right pad for the model I told them, but it was the wrong model. So, yeah. Now, Nate, you've always posted about. See, now I'm just getting off topic because this is what this show's about. We're just gonna do you Let's know go. shop talk style. But Nate, you yeah. always post. Um, the bat suits, and I didn't even know that yes. that was something that Acme like carried. So it's it's funny like when on Instagram, this was what's kind of cool about it is that you see someone post something like the bat suit for the drills, and then yep. I would I, I think I messaged you after I saw. It. I said, "Where do you get those?" You're like, "Acme has them." I'm like, "Okay." So then I like dive into Acme's <laughs> website a little bit more. Acme has a lot of stuff. That's the difference between going to a big box store where models on a lot of power tools and supplies are limited because they're selling a, they're like the Walmart of everything and everything for construction where Acme is going to be more dialed in with a lot of different options not just oh here's a drill from this company let's go on to the next one Acme is going to have all the stuff more options and can you speak on that, Brian? The difference between like a big box store and Acme is you're more tailored to having more variety. Is that would be a good way of saying it? Yeah, that's that's one way to say it. I mean, what, the way we look at it is that if um, if we're going to go in and, and pick up a company, you know, say like Milwaukee or Dewalt, we don't go in and cherry pick the SKUs that we want. You know, we don't want one or two different drills, a couple different saws. Um, we go in and we'll take full line. So, I mean, when you walk into our retail stores, I mean, you can see it with our online presence, you know, everything that's there, but you can really see it in the retail stores. You walk in and in most of the stores you walk in and there's 80 feet of DeWalt on, on display. And then you turn the corner and there's 80 feet of Milwaukee on display. There's probably 60 feet of Bosch and 60 feet of Makita. And, um, you know, so it's, uh, it's pretty impressive. Um, so they, 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 go, they go all out. If they do it, they're, gonna, they're all in. 
So I've, I've got two things to say about that, Bill. So first on the bat suits, um, what I think is cool about the Instagram community, for one, is the bat suits was coined by a guy on Instagram who's never posted a single post, but Mondo. he's super active. Mondo. I don't, Mondo something <laughs> and some numbers. He's never put, he has zero posts, no profile picture, but dude is all over the place. He coined bat suits. We took it from there. Like people started saying bat suits. So then what's cool about Acme is so Brian calls me one day. We start talking about the bat suits. If you go to Acme right now and you go to the search bar and you type in bat suit, every bat suit that Milwaukee has will come up. Like, how cool is that? Like, they did that because of what came from the Instagram community. So, like, people would always ask me, like, oh, where do I, like, kind of like you, like, where do you get this? Where do you get that? I'll tell them, go to Acme, type bat suit. You'll see every bat suit that's available, (laughs) Milwaukee at least. Like, that's legit, right? It is. It was. It's fun because we actually went in and put a custom landing page on it. We got Nate's logo on her and, and then did the, uh, did a city scape on it, and then with uh, Milwaukee being shined into a light into the clouds, so I kind of like the, like the Batman play on it. So we had a lot of fun with that one. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun, and and that's what I what we really enjoy about the Instagram community too is we can have fun with that. I mean, granted we're a bigger tool company, but we're just a small marketing department. I mean, there's probably ten or twelve of us in the entire marketing department, and. Um, uh, we can pull stuff like this off relatively quickly and have a lot of fun with it. So um, That's awesome. the, the bat suit is one of my favorite things um, yeah. personally on, on the website. All right. So I got a, another thing, Bill. So you're talking about product that they offer. So actually I called, um, I placed the order earlier this week, uh, purchased, bought, you know, order. And uh, I was placing an order for me and for Colt and we needed some kind of like specialty sandpaper for some drywall, a drywall sander that he has. Um, so uh, Acme didn't, it was some one-off kind of stuff. Acme didn't have it, but because of their in-stock, but because of their relationships, uh, you know, I was told, let me look it up. Boom. Oh yeah, we'll order it and it'll come in. So even though it wasn't something that was on the shelf, they quickly knew what it was and was able to order it really simply because of their breadth of, you know, brands and knowledge of the product. And I'll still get it, even though it wasn't like a regular stock item for them. So it was really simple. And then I got what I needed. That's what I like. That's a big difference between going into maybe perhaps like a big box store, talking to someone who may not be as, I don't want to, they might not be as professional. And what I mean is this isn't maybe not their career. It's just a job for now. A lot of times, I'll go to a pro desk at Home Depot or Lowe's or something, and the guy or girl doesn't even want to be there, much less answer a question or go on the computer and help you find something. So right. having this family atmosphere, family-owned, dedicated professionals to the tool industry um, resource, I think is valuable, and I think it's really why I wanted to have you guys on. So that's awesome. Can we uh, get back to the show now? Okay. Can we get back into sure. some? <laughs> in a couple minutes. In a yeah. couple minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so when we talk about tools, getting tools, uh, there's three main points I want to touch on. The first one is credibility when identifying tools that you need or to get the job done. So what's important for those that um, they want a credible resource and they want to trust whoever they're listening to um, and they need help identifying maybe the tool that they need, where should people look? Well, also, uh, I'll speak up on that. So, Bill, you, you know, there's been a lot 
uh, on Instagram, and uh, you know, you've posted stuff about like, <clears throat> like who who is credible? Like, are are they getting paid? Like, what like can you trust them? Uh, you know, who can you trust when it comes to tools? Because look, to be completely honest, there's a ton of people that get stuff sent to them. And they only talk about it because it was free or they're getting paid for it. And then there's a ton of people that like myself that just love tools. I could talk tools all day long, every day about the tools that I know. Right. So there's, there's a, there's a big, especially in social media, like how do you decide? So, you know, every time you post something like that, I'll always message you. We go back and forth. But for me, um, I have a certain, um, group not group but people that i trust like whether it's craftsmen whether it's guys like me that are just you know hobby guides in their shop like i trust what they're saying so i look at what they're saying and people that i don't trust i just ignore it like i don't pay attention to it um and then i do it if i'm if you're talking about a major tool purchase like you know into the hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars like on a table saw or something like that i do a massive amount of research so i look at reviews on websites I find guys on social media that have that exact tool and I talk to them. I message them. I ask them about it. Pros, cons, negatives, you know, wishes, you know, regrets, things like that. Um, especially when you're talking about a table saw purchase, right? For instance, uh, with a table, with my saw stop purchase, I actually called saw stop and talked to their customer service department and asked them a ton of questions that I had. Um, so I think what it really boils down to is, um, you know, you have to have trust in people and you can't just believe anybody. You can't just believe what somebody says on social media, uh, whoever it is, like me or you or anybody. But you have to trust them based off of your relationship and your experience with them and then decide where you're going to buy it from, whether it's local or whether it's from somebody like Acme. Unfortunately, before I bought my table saw, I didn't know who Acme was, so I probably would have bought it from Acme, but I bought it okay, local. But- so there's a lot of people that are on Instagram that are, that are not as active as, um, say me or you, where they don't they don't have like groups of people they can message or talk to all the time. Like Nate, I consider you in it like a friend because uh, I don't know. We're, will you come to my um, birthday party if I invited you or in, you were in Chicago? Maybe I don't even know where I'm going with this. But Nate, I, I consider we drink like really expensive whiskey. I think. <laughs> delicious yeah so i like consider you a friend so like i don't have any any walls up or any discomfort messaging you or talking to you i think there's a lot of people out there though that don't have relationships with a lot of people they follow so it might be intimidating to reach out like that now given that you have done it before i've done it before i've reached out to people and maybe i'll speak for myself maybe less than five percent of the time the people won't respond or if they do respond, it's very generic and like fast. But guys, girls, right. there's a lot of people out there that are willing to give you their opinion. Instagram is kind of where um, I've, I've met a lot of people through it. I mean, granted, the the, back, the work that I do has helped me, but but I think mine and Nate's relationship started on Instagram. Um, he used to go live every Sunday night, and I'd tune in on that. And then finally, after throwing in a few comments here and there, and then you start to build a relationship with the people that are on uh, these Instagram pages, um, they do become like friends. Um, yep. You know, kind of we've met a couple times, but um, um, I mean, Nate and Bill, you guys had considered to be, you know, friends of mine, but you can just put yourself out there a little bit on social media, reach out mm-hmm. to the companies, reach out to the manufacturer, distributor, retailer. 
and other people who are using those tools and ask them the questions, the good ones will get back to you. Yeah. And, and then that's the easiest way to separate it. The good ones will get back to you. That's and, well said, Brian. I, and I, the I, ones that don't don't get back to you, that's fine. Don't worry about it because they're just showing you a little bit of themselves. Um, but, you know, put the same question out to 15 different people and see what your answers come back with. And then, and then talk to uh, the ones that you believe in the most. Yeah, and it should be said, too, that, Brian, you're an advocate, like, tool user. You're not just an Acme employee. Yes. You buy, use, yeah. customize your new truck I saw on your page. It's like yep. you're speaking from a guy that's just like all of us. It's not yep. just because you're I an do. Acme. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, it was, uh, I mean, I grew up in the construction business. I was on a framing crew at 13, if you can believe it or not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there's always ways to... Uh, I got to save money. I'm not made of money. So, I mean, if I need to change a taillight, well, I'm going to change a taillight, um, you know, or, or fix my deck or work on my house. I mean, there's some things that I won't do because I know that uh, if I do electrical or plumbing, my family could die. But um, <laughs> I'm, uh, um, but, but I'll tackle everything else, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I love working with the, with the tools as much as I like selling them. You know, with you talking just about that and us having this discussion, something came to mind. If you notice on Instagram, there's a lot of people that kind of formulate, um, I don't want to call it clicks because there's negative in like that goes with that, but I don't mean clicks, but you're drawn to people that are most like you. You know what I mean? Like, Brian, you just said something that struck a chord with me. I don't pay for people to change my light bulb if I can do it. And if you, if you build relationships with people on Instagram, that are like you, that are do-it-yourselfers around the house, but maybe professionals that are kind of close to that, like in the trades, I think that you're going to get a better response than if you reach out to someone who's 100% in this Instagram Instagram game um, just for content, you know? Because let me be honest, if someone sends me something, and I think this is true across the board, if I get a free tool or product, I feel obligated to show it or post it once, right? If you take that opinion of my initial, if anyone's opinion, of my initial thoughts of something the day I open it, it's garbage. That's a garbage way to go about getting your resources and value. What you need to do is message that person if, they, if you've never seen them post it again or wait till they post it again and, and expand on after using a product or a tool. Do you guys find that? kind of similar yeah we do i do i mean it's uh i would rather see somebody pull out a tool that's old dusty and and got scratches and dirt on it and say well this is my favorite hammer and, and it, it shows it because they've used it versus coming out of the box and saying oh yeah this is going to be my new favorite hammer well no yeah but, um but it's instagram is a, a place where you've got to be careful but i think if you uh you reach out to people and you take them for their words for the most part until they prove prove themselves uh, false, then uh, you should be okay. Yeah, I think that's where it goes with, uh, you know, if you followed somebody for a while, you're going to know who they are. You're going to know if you're going to trust their opinion or if they're just somebody that's open in a box and talking about something. So, so those are the guys I'd go to, the guys you followed and that you trust, not – the guys that maybe you've just followed or have the biggest numbers. Not that the big guys with big numbers aren't, you know, real, but yeah. you know, there's, there's tons of guys that I'll go to that 
have very few followers that I know are a trade guy that use a specific tool that I'm looking at buying. So I go to those guys and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, and, and they'll give me, you know, give me their opinion. So you can't just look at a number or look at a whatever on you. You have, I mean, it's just like if you met somebody in person, you wouldn't just think that they're the greatest person in the world just because you first met them. You don't know them, right? Social media is no different. It's just, you don't have the person right in front of you. So, I mean, you just got to use common sense with all that stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot of times where I will get a product for free and post it, the unboxing, whatever. And I really like it or whatever. And then I go to use it um, for a couple projects or on site for an install. And I just don't care for it as much. And I don't post it. Then I'll get messages saying, Hey, I, I don't see you posting product a anymore. What's your thoughts? And honestly, in a private setting not because i am not truthful i think both of you will attest that i'm pretty open and honest and truthful but uh, <laughs> a little bit but truthful. in a private message i'm a lot more willing to give an honest opinion than i am to talk bad about a company that sent me something free to try i think that's just kind of human nature i don't know I, I agree. So uh, Kyle with RR Buildings, uh, he said it a bunch. The same idea. Because, you know, when a company sends something, I agree, Billy. Like, you want to talk about it, right? Because I, I get a little bit of that as well. But Kyle said, if you don't see it in my feed, there's a reason. He's exactly. like, I'm not going to bash the company. I'm not going to trash talk them or whatever. Um, but if you don't see it, there's a, there's a reason why you don't see it if it's not good. And then the same, I'm the same with you. If, if somebody messages me and say, hey, I saw you post, you know, this widget in your story six months ago. How is it? I'll tell them, you know, and be completely honest because it's a one-on-one situation there. So, but I'm not going to go blast the company on, uh, on a public forum like that. I'll just, just won't talk about it. Right. So uh, yeah, that's good. And I'm with Kyle on that because... I kind of do the same thing. Like I just, I always say this, and I hope it's not annoying, but it probably is. I just post my day, and if my day is posting the same tool over and over again, guess what? That means I'm using it, and I like it. If I'm not posting yeah. something, there's two reasons why you won't see something posted over and over again. It's because I don't need it for what I'm doing, and I don't go out of my way to create content, right. or I just don't like it. So I think those are great ways to to value credibility when getting tools. And I appreciate you guys lending your thoughts on that. Brian, from a, from a company standpoint, how does a company gain credibility with its uh, consumers when they go to buy a product? Does that speak more to the um, customer service aspect of things or how you guys lay out the information on your website or salespeople in store? You know, I think it's going to be all of the above. Um, you know, our, our customer service department uh, is very hardworking. They're very knowledgeable. Um, they're one of the highest uh, trained um, departments that we have. Um, same with the uh, in-store sales team would be exactly the same thing. Um, customers come in, this is what I want to do. What tools do I need? Or or here's the tools that I have. You know, do I need certain accessories or any other tools? So you get a field, a lot of different questions. Um, in the store, exactly same with the customers online. And then, you know, like our job was with digital marketing would be uh, the layout of the website to make it easy for people to find or, or you know, what's what's popular and bring it to the forefront. So, uh, you know, we try to do all that um, as well. And then even on social media, you know, Acme is a great presence on social media. Um, you know, you guys are talking about if you're not 
uh, if you get something for free from some company, uh, you're not going to post about it. Well, we get stuff from free from the manufacturers as well, too, and they want us to post about it. And if there's a reason why we don't post about it, it's because we don't think it's going to sell. Um, you know, there's you can only see so many tape measures with lights on them um, <laughs> and, and wonder who's measuring in the dark. But, um, but um, you know, so, I mean, it's uh, – and there's we, we've been wrong on things, too, where we've been told we're going to do a video on it, so okay, well – and we've done a good job on the video, but um, for the most part, we try to use that same uh, uh, rule of thumb that you guys are using where we don't have anything good to say about it. We're just, we might still sell it online, but we're not going to talk about it very hard. All right. So since you brought it up, I got to ask, what's the <laughs> one, what's the one thing, what's the biggest surprise item or tool that you thought had no chance and they it completely proved you wrong? You guys blew out of them. The crescent square with the extendable uh, wing on it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. square. Yeah, that was. I looked at it going, okay, there's no way. And then we started getting into it and, and looking at the way they made it and then uh, get, getting your hands on it. It's very well made. Um, it's got three little ball detents on the end of it, so it holds it in place. Um, things rock solid. I mean, I would um, – uh, it would be the next square purchase that I would have for my bag. Um, it's not a big framing square, but it's just, you know, it's, I can't say speed square, but it's a, it's a layout triangle square. And um, um, that would be the next one that I would buy. That one um, was a complete sleeper for me. Nice. All right. So you're, right, now, now I got to buy one. You got to have one. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, I've done it. You, I mean, I typically work in two by fours and in two by material. So, uh, you work with a two by ten or two by twelve, and you got to flip your your square around. Um, this way, you just pop it open, and it's it's really slick. Um, nice. they, they did a nice job on it. It looks gimmicky, but if you get your hands on it, um, you play with it. it. It makes a lot of sense. All right, so getting um, now that you brought up putting your hands on it, uh, value in touching, seeing, using a tool prior to buying. So what's the value of that? Even though I buy a lot of mine online, I think in some scenarios there's probably value in going into a brick and mortar like Acme and touching it and seeing it prior to buy. Nate, have you ever found a situation where you just couldn't pull the trigger until you held one in your hand first? Uh, I can't. I can't think of a specific tool, but I mean, I, I'll tell you. Um, there is a value in that, especially if it's like, if you're trying to buy a drill or an impact driver, like, you know what that does, right? It, that's not that big of a deal. But if you're buying a tool that you've never bought, where it's a special to specialty tool or something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a big concern. So, I mean, I'll be honest. I, if the tools available locally, like in a big box store or whatever, I'll go look at it. I'll put my hands on it. Um, and then I'll buy it from acme so like i've done that as well or <clears throat> if i know somebody that has the tool i'll ask the borrower to use it or go look at it i mean colt has a ton of tools so that's what i, I was gonna say rating his trailer on a lot of stuff i was gonna so, say with a brother-in-law like colt there's no way yeah. that you couldn't <laughs> have gone into his trailer and grabbed a couple yeah. things over the years and been like yeah i'm either gonna steal this from you right now right. or i'm gonna buy yeah. one myself Exactly. But, but I'll tell you, I mean, companies, any company like Acme that does online purchases uh, or on, uh, online selling as much as they do, 
I'm not worried if I get a tool and it completely fails what I expected it to do. I know that I can return it. So other than time that I've lost um, in between, I haven't I haven't lost anything. So um, that that part doesn't doesn't concern me as much um, in that in the buying process. But that's just me. Now, in the, inside the brick-and-mortar stores, Brian, do you notice when customers are walking around, maybe they're, not even, maybe they're not even looking at one thing. They'll stop, pick something up just to feel it. I feel like that's like a thing that humans do. Like they have to just pick something up and feel the weight of it. Jessam Tools was in Season 3, the first episode posted, and both of them recommended going into a store and feel, almost feeling the quality of the tool prior to buying it. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely see it. I mean, I'm in the the twelve years that I worked retail. I mean, it wasn't uncommon to see someone pushing a lawnmower through the retail store. Yeah, I'm um, just walking behind it. Um, <laughs> they they you grab a drill, you pull the trigger twice. I mean, that's normal. Um, <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, I mean, the big thing with chainsaws. I mean, people are uh, chainsaws can be dangerous, um, but if you're not comfortable with it. Um, there, people are rarely ever going to buy them, but uh, I, I think the thing that scares the most is people aren't sure what's going to feel like when they grab one. So, I mean, it, it, there is a big advantage of uh, brick and mortar to have somebody do it. But, um, you know, being being both online and brick and mortar, we've tried to put some pl- things in place to put people at ease. You know, you can uh, talk to the customer service rep and say, hey, would you ever go get one of these? And then call me back. I mean, I've done that before or, you know, buy it and return it. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, we, we've got a good return policy. These manufacturers put out a good return policy. Um, try and make the best educated decision you can make as to the one you want. But if you're not 100% satisfied with it, you know, send it back. Um, we don't always cover all the returns. You know, you might, it might cost you a few bucks to figure out that I don't like this thing. But um, you still have the option of not being two, three hundred dollars in the hole. Um, it might cost you ten bucks to ship it back. So I mean, you have that option as well too. And, and I, I think if you're buying online, you have to take some responsibility for that as well. Like to Brian's point, like you have to understand that not a hundred percent of your purchases are going to be successful, whether it be quality, functionality, like uh, you know, if it's applicable for your task, it doesn't work out the way you think it does, like. You have to understand that you can't be mad at the company because it, it didn't do what you thought it was going to do, right? So, like, there you have to go into that with the right mind. You're not buying it at, down the street. You're there. There's you might have to pay to ship it back, and I mean, I've had to do that a few times, but it it's not that big a deal. So something that I think that uh that I tell a lot of people about the online buying experiences, especially if you're buying a ton of tools, you're saving money one if you can find a deal, and two, like for me. I don't pay tax when I buy from Acme because there's not a local Acme here. Now it's different from everybody where you're at, (laughs) things like that. But if you think about the potentially thousands of dollars you're buying of tools over the year, um, you know, that might change one day, but right now I don't pay tax when I, when I buy that, I would do that if I bought it locally. So that's something a lot of guys don't think about that can end up saving them, you know, a decent amount of money over the course of the year buying tools. We should have told people that a couple years ago because I believe that every state this year will be paying online sales tax. Yeah. I think they're trying to change it for yeah. that reason, but 
Not yet. They passed it. Yeah. It's already been passed, but it just hasn't been implemented in every state yet. Like in <laughs> Illinois, I'm paying it, and I didn't last yeah. year. So. Oh really? Yeah. Yep. Well, so if you're not, place your orders with Acme today. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> we are charging sales tax in, in several states now. I think it's actually, you know, we were always Minnesota, North Dakota, Iowa, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Michigan, you know, where, where our stores are at. But now it's it's out to about another 10 or 12 outlying states that we've uh, started collecting sales tax. I mean, it's not like we're putting it in our pocket. I mean, we're taking the money. Sure. Uh, we're just uh, collecting it from you and paying your state. So this isn't uh, something that's going to happen quickly because, you know, you look at California, I mean, how large California is. Every city and every county has a different tax code, and we have to enter in, uh, like for the state of California, we have to enter in a tax code for every city and every county uh, in the state, and then depending on the product, it could get taxed differently as well too. So it's it's an accounting nightmare, but it, it's something that we felt that it has to be done. The states themselves are just going broke because of internet business. And this is one way to keep the states afloat. I mean, we have a lot of states that are our customers, so we've got to look at that too. We, we do a lot of uh, national and uh, governmental business as well. So it's uh, it's... It's an important thing that uh, you know. If it's as long as the tax is justified, then yeah, we should probably pay it. So you said that you or Nate said that you guys price match other places. Will you price match other states' tax? No. Well, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just, I'm just joking. Just, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, Montana doesn't have a tax. Can you yeah. match? Their yeah, tax? right. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'd like to price match Montana. I'd like to price match Montana. <laughs> yeah. We would if we shipped it to Montana. So if you can get there, yeah, right. Uh, you know, because there were ways around that. We'd actually would do that to people if um, some people some people would say, you know what, I can't have this shipped in my state. Well, where are you buy? Or Canadian customers, you know, if you're near you're near the border, or if you can get to a, a warehouse, we'll ship it to the to a, a warehouse on the border, and then you can just come across and get it. But not everybody has that luxury, I guess. So. Yeah, I can just see, you know, uh, Murray or someone, Joe up there calling Acme. Hey, can you get me this uh, worm drive and send it to this Tim Hortons up in Minnesota or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) I'll be over there. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so Nate touched on it a little bit about the convenience of online buying. But, guys, what is the real convenience about online buying? In my opinion, just based off of my experience and what you guys have said already, is it finding the best price or is it, I think it could also be comparing tools because of the lack of stock big box stores have locally. I think being able to see options can help you identify the better tool too. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think uh, with, with online, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of it is the ease. I mean, the last thing I want to do, well, some people will, but the last thing I want to do is go shop for tools. I mean, if I need something, I got a project coming up. I, usually, it's going to be on a weekend for me. So usually Monday, Tuesday, I start thinking about this project that I was told that I had to do. So okay, I push it off till next weekend, and then so now I've got to find out what do I have the tools to do it. So I've got three, four days that I can find something. You know, take uh, ten minutes from work and shop on it, and then uh, snap, buy it, and have it shipped to the house, and I'm done. I can keep going on with my day, and then I can uh, wait for it to show up, and then start my project on the weekend yeah i mean that's that's the nice thing for me is ordering it 
and then it shows up to your front door in a box stainer. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you can't beat that. And, and again, not a, it doesn't work all the time. Sometimes you've got to have a tool right now. Yep. I wish I wish there was an Acme tool type an Acme tool type store where I live because to be quite honest if there was I probably wouldn't buy online as much because I could go in to a store like that and look at it but we just we don't have that most places across the country don't have true old school kind of tool stores like that anymore so yeah so for me I know they're going to have what I need they're not going to be like, oh, well, we don't have that model, but we've got this model that has features you don't need, but you can buy that. Well, that does me no good, right? They're going to have what I need, and then what I need will show up to accomplish what I need to get done. Yeah, and I think this, the, you know, the coronavirus that everybody's going through right now, uh, a lot of people are doing the buy online pickup or buy, yeah, buy online pickup at stores, store side delivery. We're seeing a lot of local businesses that are doing that now, and. Uh, <laughs> That's really going to change a lot for for these consumers. Um, I mean, granted, we're doing it, but um, I, I could see that uh, you know, hardware hanks um, do it best. Hardware stores, places like that, lumber yards. You know, they see some lumber yards will have tools, things like that. But that they could start doing things like this for their customers. It's you know, it's it's almost time where we start selling to that younger uh, tool user now. And they're used to just going straight on their phone, buying something, and have it delivered. I mean, it's, it won't be long with, my, you know, my daughter is 20, and, and her and her friends will start buying stuff for themselves or for homes in the next 10 years. Um, they're not going to be like me and going to want to go spend four hours in a tool shop. Um, they're going to look at something, they're going to buy it online, and they're going to just say, okay, ship it to me, I'll be done. Right. So it's, it's, it's forcing us to change. And, um, you know, there have been several big retailers, uh, tool retailers, that have uh, changed very well. And uh, I think if you don't change, you're going to find yourself in a world of hurt uh, in the next couple of years. Yeah, to get to Nate's point about uh, not having a store like Acme Close, I actually do. Nate, you were there. It was Berlin's. Yep. And Berlin's. It's a great store. It's an old store like Acme. They have two locations, zero online presence at all. So here's the one reason I just want to add to the online stuff and the benefit. If I'm in the middle of something and being a small business owner that just works day and night as much as he can just to get ahead, if I need something, it's going to take me 30, maybe 20 minutes to close the shop up. It's going to take me another 40 minutes to drive to Berlin's. It's going to take me probably an hour there because I want to look around and touch everything, right? Because I'm a guy. Oh, look at this. And then it's going to take me another 40 <laughs> minutes to get home and then another 10 minutes to start the shop back up and work again. I don't know what that adds up to, but I could literally call Brian or Acme, place my order, and be done in five minutes, not have yeah, to worry right. about it. And I yeah, wait. I mean, I, I, yeah. a friend of mine was a, was a custom trim carpenter in the Minneapolis area. And Minneapolis is... 360, 400 miles away from Grand Forks. And it was faster for him to call me and say, Brian, I need this, ship it out, than it was for him to go to his local Acme store. Because he would have to load all his tools up into his trailer, drive through Minneapolis, park at the store, get what he needed, and then drive back to the job site and unpack his trailer. And it, he goes, I would, he goes, I'm not going to make any money. So, yeah, if these companies eventually, especially in the big areas, you know, Nate, what you're in the Jacksonville area, I could think that would be very similar for the contractors in your area. They're not going to leave the job site to go pick up a box of screws 
of right. that they need in a couple of days. They're going to place an order online and ship it either to the job site or their home, and then yep. they'll have when they need it, and then they'll just keep working. So, I mean, it's more of an efficiency model to just buy online. Yeah, so I think we've touched a lot about tools, and I think one main factor that I kind of left out is that we're talking about buying new tools, right? There was never a time until recently where I was just buying new tool after new tool. I was I started off my building journey a long time ago, first with my dad's tools, then with my grandpa's tools building in his shop, and then when I got my own place and used my own tools, they were used tools. I mean, they were tools that were hand-me-downs or garage sale finds or stuff like that. So we're really talking about a luxury or we're at least at a point in our lives where we value the new stuff more because there's obvious benefits. But for the guy who's 20 or the girl who's 24 just out of college who wants to build up some tools but has not the income to do it, I find finding used tools at swap meets, at garage sales, on Craigslist is a good way to go too to work your way up to buying the stuff once you learn a tool, learn what you like, learn what works for you for what you build. I think that's a good way to go. Do you guys have the same experience like starting off? So uh, I'll speak to that um, because being in a big area like Jacksonville, there's a, a lot of options for used tools. So I did that. So there's there's pros and cons to that. So I bought a tool used cheaply thinking I was saving money and maybe, um, you know, sacrifice the feature of function or whatever because I found a tool that was used because you can't go and pick what you want at that point. You just have to buy whatever is available. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. Sometimes I ended up either giving that tool away or selling it and buying something else. And then it ended up costing me more money in the long run. So yes and no. Like you, you have to, just like we're talking about a new tool purchase, you have to be very selective. My current Nova lathe that I have, I bought used off of Craigslist here in town and it was a great purchase. It was exact. It, it actually ended up being the exact lathe that that Daryl at Dreadnought had helped me decide that I wanted to buy, and I ended up finding it used. So yes, it can be great, but also you have to like you, you just have to be smart about your purchase because buying used tools has ended up costing me time and money, and then it's also saved me a ton of money because I found a good tool that was the right tool for what i needed so yeah. sometimes so what i'm saying is sometimes it works out good but sometimes it's it's actually more economical to wait a little bit longer save a little bit more money and buy the specific tool you need new if you can't find exactly what you need used yeah i would agree with that if i was going back to my younger self i would <clears> tell myself that exact thing it's almost like if there's a tool that's a needle in the haystack deal, like let's say grandpa just kicks the bucket and he has immaculate brand new Powermatic stuff in his garage and granddaughter's selling it for 30% of the new price, duh, right? Or necessity. Yep. Like if you legit don't have an option to wait, you need a tool and you don't have the funds, then yeah, explore used options, but just know that there's a lot of risk. I mean, anytime you buy a used tool, you don't know. If you've never worked on a job site before, then you don't know what tools really go through. I mean, <laughs> you guys know, tools get abused. All right, so I think that we covered a lot of stuff. Uh, I think we're running on 50 minutes here. Um, so thank you guys for joining us. There's going to be a little bit more fun part now for about five minutes if you'll wait through it with me. I'm going to ask you guys, 
both yes or no questions first. Um, I still need to get music for the background of this segment. You know, like some Jeopardy music or something? I don't know. All right, yes or no. We'll go Brian first. Yes or no. Will you retire from Acme Tools in the next 20 years? Yes. Nate, yes or no. Will you beat Ethan Abrams' hair for the longest and highest fro throughout this coronavirus? Uh, I think we're we're getting close. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, you're, I'm looking at you right now. It's pretty tall. I, I took pride in my long, uh, you know, f- white guy fro like that, and you've got me. And you, I think you have Ethan, too. I'm calling him out. Calling him out. All right, Brian, yes or no, you will buy a tool while you sit at home throughout this coronavirus. You will buy more than one tool. <laughs> you know, uh, I'd probably say no. Um, really? Yeah, no, I mean, I've got, uh, uh, first of all, you said buy. So, I mean, <laughs> I remember I had reps who were friends of mine. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've, during while I sit at home with the coronavirus, no, uh, I probably won't. Um, I've, uh, in the, the time that I've been alive, I've been pretty lucky to just stockpile tools. What so, about buying? Okay, not tools. Okay, just online buying throughout the coronavirus is it happening in the three Brian times house? a week, three to four times a week? I'll three? buy online. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's common. Well, Nate, same question, uh, except for tools. Are you going to buy a tool this week or not this week? This coronavirus stay-at-home pandemic is is built by Nate just on the computer, throwing credit card numbers into the screen. <laughs> no, not tools. I mean, I have a lot of tools. Probably more tools than I really need, but I'm a you know a tool hoarder, and I also have some relationships with some companies, so that's pretty awesome. Where they'll actually send tools, I still don't know why they do it, but I'm not gonna question it. So keep sending <laughs> them. But I will say that I just placed an order from Acme for a bunch of accessories, like oh. sandpaper, sanding pad, like stuff that I just needed to uh, for tools and for specific type projects. Well, that counts. So, that counts. Yeah, and the and the I, game is yes or no, okay, jerk. Oh, yeah, um, no. it was a little too no. too much. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that part. Sorry about I'm just, that. I'm just kidding. All right, uh, yes or no, Brian and Nate. Uh, same question: Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza? Yes or no? I don't eat pizza. Well, you're out. No, then no. You're out. <laughs> or yes? Uh, no, Nate. No. What is it? You fold your if, pizza. If I, was, if I was a pizza eater, Bill, it would be the New York style, though. Oh. So, so you forced me to a yes or no. I don't know if I've ever had true Chicago pizza. So when I come back, you're gonna have to take me. I have That's had fine. true New York pizza. So it's a skewed opinion. All right. This is getting depressing. When this show started, it was all <laughs> for Chicago, and then it just Negative. slowly downturned. All right, one-word answers, guys. Brian, one-word answer. What is your spirit tool? Track saw. To be hyphenated. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to have to go with track saw, too, because if you look at my feed the last couple weeks, that's what I've been doing, and I've been using it a a bunch, and love it, man. Just such a good purchase. All right, you know, when you guys were talking about uh, the, the young people who are looking at buying tools, I mean, that track saw popped in my head because I was looking at a table, new table saw and I don't really have room for one, but I needed one. And then actually through watching everybody on Instagram and then uh, Nate with the Makita, 
Uh, that's the one that I ended up getting, and uh, that's been uh, that's been a huge change for me. Um, it, it's been a it's been a great uh, a great tool yep. for me. The the Dewalt. I have um, the Festool seventy five, and then I got the Dewalt cordless track saw. Yeah. I grab for the Dewalt all the time. I am shocked yeah. by its ability yeah. to cut and how clean it is. All right. Anyways, yeah. one word yeah. answers. Let's go, Nate. First this time, Nate. Favorite Instagram account. Oh, that's tough. Uh, favorite instagram account well i'm gonna say the most fun because you never know what you're gonna get late uh, of the past the year is uh the, the build with ethan ethan's <laughs> always posting goofy stuff which is my style i mean t- i think he posted a sustainer with burritos in it today like <laughs> 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 he's an awesome furniture maker for one but then he's got a good sense of humor too so that's he's always fun to follow all right, Brian. Same question. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Um, a year ago, you would have asked me this, and I said Sacred Cinder. Um, Jenny Duke at Sacred Cinder was one of my favorites. Uh, she's kind of quieted down a little bit on Instagram, so right now I'm going to have to say, "Oh, you betcha." Oh, you oh, betcha. You, you guys. I don't know. He's uh, he's a guy from the Upper Midwest. He's actually from Fargo, North Dakota. He is absolutely hilarious. It's O H H Y O U B E T C H A. He's a big account. I mean, he's got two hundred thirty-five thousand followers. But this guy is a riot. Um, he just absolutely he put a video out on why a uh, Yeti bucket wasn't any better than. A, uh, a standard um, hardware store bucket, five gallon bucket, and uh, <laughs> this guy's hilarious. So it's he's he's my probably right now my one of my favorite accounts to follow. All right, last Please. question, guys. Um, it's not one word. Just answer the question. Favorite tool company, Nate? If you could only run with one platform, one tool company in your entire Ooh. shop for power tools, what is it? Jeez, that's an unfair question. Yeah, is. I can't do that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. Brian so, actually, well, Brian might have some liability answering this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think if I pick, say I pick Team Red, I don't have my track saw anymore. Like, right. I can't use that, right? Uh, if I pick Yellow, I lose. Oh man, I'm just gonna say Milwaukee only because I have mostly Milwaukee power tools. But I, I will since it's not a one word answer. Which we haven't followed at all yet, anyway. So, um, <laughs> people ask that question on Instagram: What should I pick? And I tried forever to keep one battery tool platform, and then realized I was missing out on a cordless router. I was missing out on a track saw. I was missing out on—I mean, I could name twenty tools off. So, unfortunately, I think if you're trying to go cordless anymore, you can't stick to one brand. Maybe two, maybe three, or four or five, depending on how broad you the tools you need, but that's really tough call. Yeah. When do you think that changes? Cause I think it's going to change soon with the amount of tools that these companies come out with. Like Milwaukee is going to come out with a track saw like that's, they can't not come out with one. So do you think in the next five years, platforms could stay with one battery? Cause right now, I mean, it's still, we're still kind of in the midst of the evolution yeah. of cordless. Right. So when does it completely change? Where for like an honest, Everyday tradesmen could say, I only 
use this one because they have everything I need. No other company has something that this doesn't. Are we years you know, away a, or is it coming soon? I think we're years away because you. I'm thinking, of, you know what, one company that both of you guys are going to start shaking your head when I say it, but uh, Eagle. I mean, their lawn and garden stuff is tops. Um, you know, granted, Milwaukee, Kita, and DeWalt um, have lawn and garden stuff too, which they're all really good, but, I mean, Eagle is, is top bill. So, I mean, to have that as your lawn and garden line, I could do that. And then yeah. well, I, there's other tools, like Nate said, you know, I, I'm team red when it goes to drills and impacts. And then I'm team yellow on a on my oscillating tool because team red right now doesn't have a good one. Right. And, and then for my track saw, I'm, I'm team teal. Um, but if I were to go new outdoor power equipment, you know, well, gas is so cheap right now, I'm not going to change it. But if I was looking at cordless outdoor power equipment, I'd go Eagle. It'd yeah. be without a doubt that would be the brand that I'd go with. I'm with yeah. you on that, guys. Thank you so much for coming on to Gray Knockers. Really appreciate it, uh, Nate. Thank you so much for being just a good guy on Instagram, supporting mm-hmm. me with any questions I've ever had, going golfing with me. Uh, where I took you to a private country club for free and you didn't even offer to buy me a drink. And then, yeah, Brian, thank you, thank you for... <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, I met you at NPS last year and uh, the year before, and you were nothing but professional and kind. It speaks volumes about you as a person. I just teared up. Let's get this over with. Guys, thank you for coming on Grey Knockers. Where can everybody find your stuff? Nate, I know Built by Nate is your main page, but you got some other stuff going on too. Yeah, so uh, Colt and I have a joint page, uh, Buildin' Bros, B-U-I-L-D-N Bros. Uh, we haven't posted a ton on there because we haven't been together, but uh, keep an eye out for that. And then um, YouTube as well, uh, Built by Nate. It's super sporadic and uh, all over the place. So if you're into that, <laughs> check that out. <laughs> and Brian, uh, obviously, acmetools.com. Anywhere else Acme is besides Instagram? Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, we're everywhere. We're, we love social media. Um, even the big influencers, hopefully you see us with them. Uh, you'll see our tools with Nate and Bill. Uh, there's a lot of others. You know, uh, Adam at Completely Cordless and Eric with Mechanical Hub and uh, uh, Ethan and uh, guys like that. We'd love to work with everybody. So, um we just like to make sure we're in the conversation very cool thank you guys so much for coming on to gray knockers i think a lot of people uh got some insight about tools today and i think that is awesome so um make sure you guys go follow uh built by nate and acme tools uh two great resources to have thanks a lot guys thanks for having me man it was an awesome time it was fun Stay safe. All right. Thanks to Brian from Acme Tools, as well as Nate from Built by Nate and Building Bros. Thank you guys so much for jumping on the episode. Season three is off to a great start. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe, share, and like. Tell a buddy about Grey Knockers. We're back. We have great guests, great episodes, and more to come right here on season three. Again, I don't have an outro, so I'll end it like this yet again. Thank you for listening to Grey Knockers. Rain Knocker Nation!